Lisa likes the window seat at night, the lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see, the runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's streetlights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Alright guys, well welcome back to the most wonderful time of the year The NFL season is kicking off this week and we're as excited as everyone else. I pretty much lost my voice already, just, you know, in anticipation. But uh, with me tonight, we've got we've got a pretty cool pod. But before we do anything, I want to introduce Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! What's up, man? I'm ready. I'm ready for the season. It is the most wonderful time of the year for sure. Also joining us right now, I'm not sure, Armando Crespo. Armando Vacilón, Armando Rumba en la calle, Armando la gozadera, Armando tiene la clave. Hi guys, I'm here. And then um, also with us tonight is intern Rich. What's up, Richard? Are you talking? Shut up, Richard. Oh, I'm so excited for the draft today. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Sounds like you're actively masturbating while you're saying that. Um, <sighs> <laughs> and if that's how you masturbate, that's weird. I that's aggressively do pretty, it. Ag- that's pretty aggressive. Um, so we've got a pretty interesting pod today. We need to cover a ton of news that happened over your draft weekend. Um, so before we get into that, Dale has a very interesting anecdote to tell us. Oh, no. What? Uh, I have a couple of an- an- interesting anecdotes to talk to you about, which... Uh... Which one are you thinking? We should I have do, an idea. We should well, do Dale's we, story time. Can we just do, pre-record Dale's... these so we don't have to... <laughs> so we don't have to listen to so them? So we don't have to actually listen to them? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, this this one is a heartbreaker. The one I'm thinking of is a true heartbreaker. Right. Um, so for for those of that you that know my wife is pregnant, basically uh, we found out she was pregnant like right as a pilot episode aired, which is a couple months ago. She's now like 20... 21 weeks pregnant now and Mm. apparently a few weeks ago she told me that we have to do um some baby classes this one is uh hypno babies which i won't get into it now but you can look it up if you want holy fuck are uh, you hypnotizing babies because that's pretty cool uh it's it's i don't i'm not gonna explain it here but uh yeah i mean it is pretty cool i mean for for mothers you know to to deal with you know labor and all that stuff in a more um like positive way It, it seems cool anyways um yeah, so we, uh, she told me like a couple weeks ago, hey, we're going to do these classes. They're on Sundays. Are you good with Sundays? I said, sure. I mean, at the time, you know, it's weeks and weeks away from football. I wasn't thinking much of it. But turns out that the first class is week one of the NFL um, of the NFL season. And not only is it 
next week, but it is for the next seven weeks from 1 Eastern time to 5.30 Eastern time. So basically, um, I'll miss almost all the football. Um, and I had a little crying fit. She wasn't happy about it. But uh, I think we're going to switch classes. I think I lost my deposit, so it's going to cost me some money. But uh, anything for anything for football, I guess. But she wasn't happy that I'm picking football over uh, Hypno Baby's birthing class. I'm I'm gonna, what's what's Richard's immediate response? Okay, go ahead. I just said I'm going to tell his mother-in-law. Really what was uh, what, what was Richard's immediate response when you told him this story? Yeah, Rich, what was your response? I'm not saying it out loud. I would say it. I said that would be very selfish of Brooke to do to schedule that during football season. <laughs> you don't even know this baby yet. <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to even like the baby. You know, <laughs> is it, is it? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. This is recorded. I shouldn't have said that. Did it take you to abort it? Oh, Armando, come on, man. (laughs) Come on. At least rhyme the word, you know, misportion. We should put a a little censor bleep when he said that fucking abort. So how did how did everybody's drafts go so far this this weekend? Everybody okay? No, no, no. But before before we before we get into that, um, Dale also spent Saturday telling us about another anecdote that happened to him uh, where he dreamed about drafting Marvin Jones. (laughs) Yeah, this is how bad it is. I uh, I woke up in like cold sweats. I I have like this um, real anxiety about being late to things. Oh yeah, and, well, uh, I didn't notice at all. Yeah, no, seriously. I have <laughs> I have like a recurring dream that like I'm late to school. I've been out of high school for years, uh, but I have like this recurring dream that I'm late to school or that I'm late for my classes. Um, and then over uh, over the draft week, and of course, I woke up from a nightmare that I missed the draft. But I was able to get in the last round, and I noticed Marvin Jones wasn't picked. And so I picked him, and everybody was mad at me because I just came in and swooped in and got him, and I wasn't there for the entire draft. Um, so whatever that tells you about Marvin uh, Marvin Jones, maybe it like you know is uh, putting some good um, you know thoughts and you know vibes his way. Maybe I don't know. Maybe so, it was uh, a sign. Maybe it was a sign deal. Yeah. Auto draft picks yeah, a better team than you. Divisional previews. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Breaking it. news. So let's go ahead and get into injury news report notes. news and notes. All right, Rich, can you go ahead and lead the news, please? All right, so first piece of news then that we have is, of course, Jamal Charles could be missing the season opener. Andy Reid went ahead and told the media that Jamal Charles could sit out week one, but he didn't fully rule him out for the season opener. So what do you guys think? Should he, should he play? Should they hold off on him? What do you think is going to be best for Jamal Charles in the long run? Well, obviously, you know, just, just it's always best for him to hold out until he's completely healed. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm looking at this new story as a Spencer Ware story, really. Um, if, if you were able to pick up Spencer Ware in your drafts this weekend, uh, as a late round flyer, just in case, maybe you lucked out here and, uh, Ware could have a, at least one, two, maybe three weeks, uh, of really good production. Yeah. The last wording that Andy Reid used to describe Jamal Charles for week one was that it would be a stretch at this point if he played. So, I mean, all signs to me are pointing that he's not going to play week one um, and that he may be limited for a couple games after that. Yeah. I, I guess one positive thing that we've been saying all along is Charles doesn't need a full workload to be you know, productive. So even if he's not fully ready and he's playing in week two or three, um, he still has value. It's true. I mean, okay. they, they know they know exactly what Jamal Charles is. They don't need to see if he, you know, if he's if he is going to be able to make an impact on the team. They know that he is. Just keep him out, get him one hundred percent healthy, and then bring him back when he's ready. Did you guys adjust him in your rankings? Because I've I've actually had him fall 
quite a bit in my rankings over the past um, you know week or so. He he was in my top ten. I move I moved them all the way down to fifteen, right behind Thomas Rawls. Um, where where do you guys have him now with this latest news? I still see him in the inside top twelve throughout the entire season after the first game. Even even if he misses two games, <laughs> he's still going to finish in the top twelve easily. I can't see him finishing outside of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've that's got, not crazy. Yeah, I've got I've got Lashawn McCoy at twelve, Latavius Murray at thirteen. I would probably still put Jamal Charles over Latavius Murray. Yeah, I'd rather have Murray in that spot. No. Give me the. Yeah. I'm I'm quite concerned um, that even when he comes back, he's going to be splitting a lot more work than we think he will. Well, let's yeah. let, let's let's say this then. Latavius Murray is being drafted. What he's being drafted in the third round, right? So, would you consider Jamal Charles over Latavius Murray if you were face if you were looking them both dead in the eye in the third round? I, I would take Latavius Murray and I have it ranked that way. I would. I still take Charles. But you're you're all about value based drafting, so you don't think Jamal Charles is better value in the third than Latavius Murray is? Nope. As okay. I, I it's also a concern about when he comes back. I think he's also going to be splitting time and will be limited. I know that he's been very effective in the past, but this is this is an extended issue from what we've seen in the past, and it's 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 grown to the point that it's concerning for me. Yeah, I I mean I don't I mean when you're talking about value based drafting, yeah, if Charles goes in the third, you have to pick him over Latavius Murray in my in my eyes. I I, I understand your thought process, uh, Christian, um, but in a third round, even if Charles plays 13 games this year. Um, you know, unlimited touches. If he gets, you know, fourteen touches in, you know, thirteen games, I still think he's going to be a top twenty. Okay, okay. Moving on, then. Justin Forsett was released by the Ravens, only to go ahead and be re-signed once again. Uh, this actually happened about a couple of hours ago. The news came out that he has re-signed, so he appears to be the starter moving forward into Week One. What are you guys' thoughts on Justin Forsett moving into the season? I think Justin Forsett is great for this week. And this week only, moving forward, I do not want him in my starting lineup personally. I don't feel like he's going to keep the job. But if you have him in your lineup, I think he's great to have if you drafted him. Trade him away after he has a good week one. Don't hold on to him because he's not going to stay the starter. They have too many running backs there to feed. So That's a fair enough point. I don't think he's going to be great for the whole season long, but I think he'll be pretty damn good for the start of the season until he inevitably either gets hurt or loses that starting job to Kenneth Dixon. When Dixon comes back. Or West. West has a great preseason. Could be either way. Uh I honestly think it's gonna be Dixon when Dixon comes back, but it could it could lean that way. Alright. Yeah. Funny 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 little side note here. In uh, one of our league of records, Justin Forsett was auto drafted by one of the members. And we were all laughing because obviously the news broke that Justin Forsett was released. And then the owner, I guess he saw his team the next day, and he released Justin Forsett off his team. And then the next day, Justin Forsett was re-signed by the Ravens. So that, that kind of sucked for him. But it was funny. <laughs> it is mildly amusing. It, it is amusing. All right, well, All right moving, moving on. on. <laughs> Ronnie Hillman cut by the Broncos. Significant, muy importante, doesn't matter. What do you guys think? He's going to end up on the Redskins. I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put some money on it. He's gonna end up on the Redskins. I'll I'll take that bet. Um, or, no, or I I don't think it's. Yeah, I mean, he was a mild. Uh, he was a mild threat to C.J. Anderson. Um, 
because just because Devonte Booker is a rookie. Um, but uh, obviously they believe in Booker enough to back up CJ Anderson. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's mildly important, but it's one less guy you have to worry about now with CJ Anderson. If you're a CJ Anderson owner. Yeah. Carlos Hyde still in the NFL's concussion protocol. We're less than a week away already before the 49ers first game of the season. Something to worry about if you're still drafting. No, nope. pick so, up Sean drone. Yep. Right now. He's a free agent. In most leagues grab him. Right. Would you rather pick up Armando for week one? If you had to play one, would you rather play Sean drone? Assuming Carlos Hyde is out, or Justin Forsett? Um, Justin Forsett based off matchups. All right. Okay. No, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. Justin Hunter was cut and then claimed by the Miami Dolphins, so he is now wearing a Miami Dolphins jersey. Uh, significant? I don't think so. Doesn't matter. Pick up Kenny Stills because yeah. Parker's out. Yeah, Kenny Stills. Yep. Kenny Stills would be a pretty good, pretty good last pick if he's if he's still available there. If uh, he's on your way, if he's available on waivers, then absolutely go for him. Yeah, like if you're near, if you're in a league right and you don't have to select the kicker or defense, go ahead and, and take one extra pick and uh, pick Kenny Stills. Yeah, fuck you. What does this mean? What does this mean for? <laughs> what does this mean for the wide receiver situation in Tennessee? Uh, mean, for me, uh, it means. Okay, go ahead. He in over four years, he hasn't. Even, he just barely racked up a thousand yards. Doesn't mean a damn thing. Okay, but I mean, a little more room is freed up now for the other wide receivers on the roster. Yeah. So, is there yeah, anybody yeah. that you think this is adds value for? Andre Johnson. Yeah, obviously, it's Tajay Sharp is uh, is is going to be the man that I think the wide receiver one. Uh, no. Delaney Walker, obviously, is probably going to get the bulk of the targets in that offense. <clears throat> but right behind him, you're going to see Tajay Sharp uh, coming on. For a strong rookie season, I think. I doubt I've it. been surprised. I've been impressed. And I think Tajay Sharp has truly emerged as the number one. I, I really yeah. thought it was going to be Rashard Matthews all along, and that's still a possibility. But right now, I'm on the Tajay Sharp cheering. I'm a, yeah, I am. Hey, he looks good, man. I think it's going to be Rashard Matthews. I think we're looking too much into the preseason. He's a rookie wide receiver taken late in the draft. Go grab Rashard Matthews or Andre Johnson. They're going to feed the vets to start the season for sure. And that might be might be the case where you might get more consistency out of Matthews, but I think Sharp has. If the there's anyone that has an upside in the offense, it's Sharp. He might be very hit and miss, you know, between weeks. But if we're talking like a, you know, a play for like weekly fantasy, Tajay Sharp might be a decent play, depending on matchups. All right, Tyler Gaffney was waived by the Patriots, so he is no longer on the team. Um, Who the hell cares? Right, right. I mean, he he looked to be he, he looked all right in the preseason, uh, especially. I think it was week two or week three. He had a pretty he has a, f- a few pretty nice runs, but ultimately couldn't couldn't work it out. Uh, Mark Sanchez was also yeah. cut by the Broncos, but he has since resigned with the Dallas Cowboys. So, what do you guys think about that? Still, the Dak Prescott show in there? Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's what all the stories are indicating that it's still Dak Prescott. I think Mark Sanchez is a very good uh, insurance policy for him if things don't work out. After all, Dak is still a rookie and he's a rookie quarterback at that, um, and he's looked sharp against even the number one defenses that he's played against. So, uh, yeah, I think Mark Sanchez is a really good insurance policy for him, especially if Tony Romo doesn't come back to full strength. Yeah. All right. Also from Dallas Cowboys camp, Darren McFadden 
a little little unsettling news actually came out earlier today. Uh, according to reports, uh, Darren McFadden might not be able to fully extend his arm ever again. Um, that's that's yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> I have that same problem. I don't get it. Yeah. Me neither. Is that like a masturbation joke, Brito? Nope. <laughs> he really can't extend his arm fully. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, why the fuck are you making you know, it's, a big it's like deal a real. Pro- <laughs> it's a real problem Brito has. <laughs> yeah, it's more real than Dale's fake ass disease that he has. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this news is huge for Alfred Morris. Um, you know, before we we're talking about you know handcuffing Ezekiel Elliott. Um, now having Alfred Morris is even more important because the backfield isn't as muddied as it was. Yeah, but so as bad news as this is for Darren McFadden, I think it's good news for uh, Alfred Morris. What if what if McFadden's arm is stuck in the position that it needs to be to hold the football? That's what we were no, just stuck. talking about, Dale. <laughs> we said it, 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 as long as he can cup the ball in that arm, he can still stiff arm with the other. And yeah. Richard knows all about cupping balls, believe me. <laughs> you know, I every time somebody gets injured, especially like a like a you know arm injury or something, I always think back to the movie Rookie of the Year with the kid who breaks his arm oh and he can throw 100 mile an hour fastballs. Like, what happens if Darren McFadden now, like all of a sudden, he has like super strength in his arm and he could just truck over everybody? And uh, now he, he might have, he gonna have more value than he did before. He's gonna he's uh, gonna he's gonna be drafted in the third round of next year's draft as a quarterback. There yo. you go, because now now he can throw 100 miles an hour. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm drafting Tony Romo in all my leagues. <laughs> yeah, you never. I mean, it's it it all. It doesn't happen to everybody. It, it'll just happen to like one person, and that one person's gonna surprise you. So just keep an eye out. Maybe we'll ask the fantasy doctor. Uh, what the fuck are we talking? Who's about? likely? Who's <laughs> likely to have superhero strength? Speaking of Tony Romo, they should just do like a whole RoboCop experiment on him, or like the Six Million Dollar Man, or something. <laughs> there you go. Just rebuild him, man. Just take out all the parts that don't work. <laughs> we have the technology. We can rebuild him. All right. So Dwayne Allen returned to practice on Monday after suffering a (laughs) sore hip. All signs point to Allen starting week one. Does that mean anything to anyone? Well, I mean, it's good for people that are looking to draft Dwayne Allen. I I think he is a pretty good, a pretty good pick at at tight end towards the end of your drafts. Um, You know, I've got him finishing in the top 12 among tight ends and not a lot of people have Dwayne Allen on their radar as of yet. So, uh, if you see him towards the, if you're if you're one of those that you want to go ahead and wait on tight end, Dwayne Allen is a good candidate to pick up at the end of your draft. Uh, you know yeah. what I don't yeah, get? Ta- go ahead, Dale. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, you know, Dwayne Allen is definitely one of those late tight ends you can grab. I'm a firm believer of waiting for tight ends as long as you can, and uh, yeah, Dwayne Allen is definitely uh, one of those guys. All right, speaking of tight ends, Ebron's back at practice today on Monday. Um, are you guys? Does he move up in your rankings now that he's practicing again? Yeah, I fully expected him to be ready for the week, for week one. So, it seems like he's on track to do so. Awesome, Dale. I know you don't love Ebron uh, at all. No, yeah. I mean, Eric Ebron's from Greensboro, North Carolina, where I'm living now. So that's pretty cool. Okay. You saw. You said you saw him playing basketball when you were driving to Dairy Queen. Is that what happened? Uh, no, I said he <laughs> plays basketball where I play. I've not had the chance to play with him yet, but he plays in the same gym. So maybe, uh, you know, I'll talk to him later. Uh, Maybe in the off season or something. I guess he's not going to be coming to Greensboro during the season. At your Pokemon gym? Because that's weird. <laughs> basketball gym, Brito. You remember? I play basketball. Right. All right. Like, Jesus. 
All right. Well, we already we already touched on this uh, earlier. Dolphins running back Arian Foster has officially been named the number one running back on the depth chart. Uh, of course, Ajayi didn't do himself any favors after having a subpar preseason, and he fumbled it in, pre in the Week Four game as well. So, uh, you know, if you're watching that game, you see Jay Ajayi. If, if you see a running back who is playing in the fourth preseason game, in the in the you know, you, you pretty much know that he's not gonna be the starter. So anybody who was reading between the lines already knew that heading into their drafts this weekend. What are your guys' thoughts on that? In other news, yeah. water yeah. is yeah. wet. What were you going to say, Dale? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> Muy importante. <laughs> I, right. I don't think there's anybody that at this point expected J.H.I. to be the starter, so this news is just its no surprise. Yeah. Redskins running back Matt Jones returned to practice on Monday. Uh, CBS DC reports that after practice, Matt Jones said that he fully expects to be ready for week one. It is worth noting, though, uh, Matt Jones, he hasn't returned as a full participant. He's, you know, he, he was seen wearing a non-contact jersey on Monday. So he's returned to practice, but he's not doing any contact as of yet. Is that a little concerning, or do you think that he will be fully ready to go in week one? Uh, <clears throat> from everything I've read, he's, he's going to be fully ready for week one. Uh, but I think as a podcast, as a consensus, none of us are really excited about Matt Jones here, are we? Nope. Do running backs typically need their shoulders? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I really think they're going to add somebody that was cut from another team. And I'm not confident in Matt Jones at all right now. Yeah, you said that they could add no. Ronnie Hillman. That's what you think, right? Ronnie Hillman. I mean, it, at first I thought, it, you know, they might add Justin Forsett, but the news came out pretty quickly that they the Ravens planned on re-signing him immediately. I think the Redkins are still not done, and I wouldn't be surprised if either they add someone else or or Robert Kelly actually gets some sort of role in this offense. All right. Well, moving on then, uh, Panthers head coach Ron Rivera did say that Kelvin Benjamin is going to get limited snaps in Thursday's season opener against the Broncos. He said he expects Kelvin Benjamin to get about 30 to 35 snaps in the game. Uh, what do you guys make of that? Because he, yeah, he's re he's returning from injury last year, but he did play in each of the first three preseason games with the team. So do you think he may have re-aggravated something since then, or you think this is just more precaution than anything? Guys, do you hear that? Chugga, 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 chugga. Chugga, 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 all aboard the Devin Funches train. Funches, Funches, Funches. I don't know if I actually believe that or not, but that hype train is starting to get moving. He looked really good this preseason, and I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Funches actually had a pretty okay, because they are playing the Denver Broncos, an okay week one, and will function maybe as the second receiving option after Greg Olson in that offense for week one. Yeah, yeah, for week one for sure. And then after that, uh, I think he's going to plummet once Kelvin Benjamin gets back into his old ways. All right. I actually, I just got an alert right now, some breaking news. Breaking news. All right, well, according to Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, he says he has no expectations that Jimmy Graham will play in week one versus the Dolphins. Now, he... In other news, water is wet. Well, that's not true. I mean, the reports were that Jimmy Graham could be ready for week one, but, um, you know, now it's official he is not going to be in. On the flip side, Packers 
Jory Nelson will have no restrictions for Sunday's game against the Jags. Any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, I mean, it's it's good news for anybody who was a little hesitant about about getting Jordy, Jordy Nelson. Um, you know, yeah, he, he's he's getting up there in age. He's coming back from a devastating injury, but that happened uh, pretty early in, in the preseason last year. So he's had over a year to go ahead and fully recover, and I expect him to be to be a wide receiver one out there. All right, if you had to make the choice, would you rather have Jordy Nelson or Brandon Marshall this year? If I had to make the choice again? Yeah, I'm gonna, um, the, I'm gonna give the choice to Armando because we already know your answer is Brandon Marshall. Armando, who would you pick? Jordy Nelson, hands down. Brandon Marshall will never have. No, I, I would probably go Jordy Nelson if I could. If I could change it right now. Oh. <laughs> if I could turn back time. <laughs> Sorry, Rich, you <laughs> fucked up. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Eh. I would have taken Brandon Marshall. I still believe in Marshall over Jordy. All right, and last piece of news here. Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones returned to practice on Monday as a limited participant. Uh, this, of course, is the first time that Julio Jones has practiced since injuring his ankle uh, against the Dolphins on October on October on August 26th. So, obviously, good news that he is back on the field, but I don't think any of us here were really expecting him to miss any time. No. No, I wasn't. He's good to go. All right, so let's go ahead and get into our quarterback streams of the week. So when it comes to these streams, guys, I just want to keep in mind that all of these are players that you will more than likely be able to find on your waiver wire. They're going to be owned in less than half of NFL.com leagues in terms of ownership percentage. Uh, Before you check out any of these guys, if you're in a league where either Derek Carr versus New Orleans is on the waiver wire, I would definitely recommend him or Tyler uh, or Tyrod Taylor versus Buffalo is also a very good option, but both of those guys have a higher ownership percentage than the guys we're going to name here. These are streaming options that you will probably be able to find on your waiver wire. So let's go ahead. Richard, kick us off with the first guy. All right. Number one on our list is Matthew Stafford against the Indianapolis Colts. He's currently only owned in about 37% of NFL.com leagues. Now, this is a, Matthew Stafford is going to be a guy that you can plug in not only for the first week, but we feel he's going to be a really good start on a week-to-week basis. Uh, of course, he's going up against the Colts, who finished last year in the bottom half as far as defenses go in terms of fantasy points allowed. Um, so you're, you're fully, we're expecting Andrew Luck as well to want to go ahead and go out there and just throw bombs and show that he is fully healthy. So this could be a potential big shootout game here for the quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Andrew Luck will be taken, but Matthew Stafford, if he's available for you in your waiver wire, go ahead and pick him up and put him in the start for this week. Oh, um, okay. So the next guy we're talking about is Matt Ryan. So I'm not a big fan of him. I know that's in Brito's um, article and all, but the Buccaneers were 17th, just below average against the pass last year. Um, they average about 250 yards. I mean, they have Julio Jones. They have Sanu, so they should improve in the pass, of course. But Brent Grimes is there. I know he's not a shutdown corner anymore, but I don't see him as a top-notch stream quarterback. I'd rather go with Dak Prescott or um, Matthew Stafford that you guys have talked about earlier. So he's an average quarterback that you'll get probably 15, 20 points, depending on your format. All right, so that's kind of the point when it comes to Matt Ryan. He doesn't exactly have the huge upside that you might want from a lot of streamers, but he's available in 75% of leagues, almost 76% actually. Um, not a huge subside, but he'll get you out of the week at the quarterback position. He'll give you enough production that you can survive, especially if you're just streaming the position. You should be okay at your other spots. 
Yeah, the next stream is Dak Prescott. Uh, he's playing the New York Giants. Of course, you know, we're all maybe a little bit uh, leery to, uh, you know, start a rookie quarterback week one. Uh, but Prescott has impressed this preseason. Uh, he threw for th over 450 yards and five touchdowns. Had a quarterback rating of three, uh, 137, almost 138 uh, in the first three preseason games. Um, of course, with Des Bryant and, you know, a great offensive line with a strong running game and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he should have uh, pretty good produ uh, production in week one, especially against the New York Giants, who uh, have allowed a massive amount of passing yards uh, last year. All right, so another quarterback streaming option that we have for week one is RG3, who had a surprisingly nice preseason. Um, you know, Armando alluded to um, previously off-air that he the, the Browns aired it out quite a bit during the preseason. He does have some decent pass-catching options in Corey Coleman. We've seen, you know, Gary Barnage was an elite tight end last year in terms of fantasy production. And, um, you know, he's got some pass-catching backs. Uh, Duke Johnson is going to be able to fill in that role. Uh, you know, against the Philadelphia Eagles, who gave up a ton of passing touchdowns last season and were second in terms of fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position, they allowed 36 passing touchdowns to quarterbacks that they faced um, I definitely think he's a viable option for for week one if you want to roll out with, with RG3. And, I mean, he's available in 93% of leagues, so he's definitely a guy that you'll be able to find on your waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, and one thing one thing you got to worry about, you know, is the turnovers. And, you know, a lot of times that just kills your fantasy production. And, you know, RG3's only had one interception all preseason, threw for over 300 yards in 17 quarters. Um, so I think they're all kind of still figuring it out. I think Hugh Jackson is still figuring out how to use RG3. Um, Corey Coleman isn't quite ready, it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, coming back from the injury. But he does have uh, Joe Thomas back. Uh, he should have Joe Thomas back soon uh, on that offensive line, so that's only going to help him. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you guys. On the other side of that, um, the Eagles um, subtracted Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell from their offense. I don't know if that's going to be addition by subtraction, but they did lose two key players on that defense, so they could be even worse. Yeah, so let's go ahead and rank these guys in order then for our listeners. Who would you guys say is the number one stream here among the quarterbacks? Stafford. By Stafford. Far. Stafford easily. Yeah, yep. if Stafford's on your waiver wire, you need to pick up Stafford. Also, check out, for, if for some reason, um, Derek Carr, which I mentioned earlier, who has a higher owner, ownership percentage. He is available in some leagues. Definitely check to see if he's available because he's facing New Orleans and has quite possibly the best matchup of anybody this week. All right, and number two? Matt Ryan. I'll go Prescott. The upside is very nice with Prescott. Yeah, I would go Prescott as well, number three. Um, I would probably go RG3 over Matt Ryan simply because uh, you're going to get something on the ground. I'll go I'll go Matt Ryan third and then RG3 fourth. All right. So that about wraps it up then for our quarterback streams of the week. All right, guys, we do want to mention before we close out the show, hashtag Eat Nation. Let them know about hashtag Eat Nation, Rich. Hashtag Eat Nation. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know about it. <laughs> like, what the hell do you want me to say? Basically, go ahead, uh, review us on iTunes, take a screenshot, uh, tweet at us with hashtag Eat Nation. Uh, we're going to pick somebody randomly pretty soon uh, for some cool prizes. All right. Any, and also, any, any part? Yeah, also, I, I want to... Yeah, I want to give a shout-out. Uh, we are doing a second-chance league. There's a few guys, a uh, few alternates that weren't available to uh, get into our listener leagues. Uh, so shout-out to uh, the awesome teams that we have, uh, Pop-Tarts, Purple People Eaters, 
the big Tabowski, high on pot noose is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite names in that, uh, league make America Gronk again is also a good one. So anyways, we'll be talking about some of the listener leagues later in the year. Um, but, uh, we appreciate everybody, uh, participating if you did. And if not, we'll kind of give you updates and see uh, where everybody's at. All right, 50, 53 minutes from draft time. So by the time you guys listen to this tomorrow, you will have come to the realization that you really have no chance in the rich division. So good luck to the other 11 participants. You guys are going to be fighting for the number two spot this year. Rich is going to finish last All in right. his division. I'm going to put that on the board <laughs> and, right now. Kinda. And for anybody who wants to start up a league, it's not too late. You can go to Fantrax.com uh, and sign up for a league there. Uh we aren't doing any more mock drafts because pretty much the draft season is over. But check out uh, Fan Tracks. They have some cool uh, daily or actually year-long kind of daily style games that you can try out. Um, again, Fantrax.com. Check it out. Just see what they have. It's it's worth a shot if you haven't been on their site. See what they have. All right, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Uh, you know, stay tuned for more. And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that down. Then we take that down.